inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining to this episode already in the new year 2021. And I'd be very happy to welcome for the second time a guest, a very dear guest who is coming back after after a while. And I can say this is one of the best ever guests we had in this podcast. So let me introduce you, Patricia Fripp. Companies hire Patricia Fripp to help them drive sales by improving their important conversations and presentations. She is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, executive speech coach, sales presentation skills, and online learning expert. Patricia was the first woman president of the National Speaker Association. Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine wrote, one of the best ways to invest in your success is to learn presentation skills from Patricia Fripp. She was named one of the top 21 women in sales and of the top 30 coaching gurus. She is the author and co-author of five books and the creator of Frip VT, Frip Virtual Training. Powerful Persuasive Presentation is a multi-million dollar state-of-the-art web-based training platform that emulates live training and coaching. Hello, Patricia. Wonderful to be back with you, Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very happy to to have you back here and Happy New Year, Patricia. (laughs) Well, every year is a wonderful opportunity to get thinner, healthier, Mm -hmm. more organized. And I'm like everybody else. I'm always very optimistic. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, we all are very interested. We had to have a fabulous New Year. Um, we've been already, I think, f- a bit more than four years. We have this first conversation in the podcast. So I, I guess some some of the guys listening to this have listened to to that conversation. But uh, there are, of course, new people. So I would like to to hear uh, about you. Tell us, please, about your journey, how you became professional speaker and a coach you are today. Well, I was born in the south of England, came to America at 20 to find fame and fortune, and I was a hairstylist. And in my 20s, I was one of the top men's hairstylists when that was a fairly new industry. And I found as I went in the business for myself that the least expensive way I could promote my business was to speak at my clients' rotary clubs and breakfast clubs. And my clients would say, oh, you're speaking the hairstylist, come speak at my staff meeting. Because what I was talking about was customer service, how you promote your business. And I was very entertaining and had a nice personality. (laughs) And at the same time, I was the star of my Dale Carnegie public speaking course. And I joined Toastmasters. And my friends were also ambitious young people. We were fairly early in our careers. And we went to every rally and every seminar we heard about. And we heard about the National Speakers Association. And a, a 
really a, a famous speaker who lived near me was kind enough to talk to me. And he said, you must go to the National Speakers Association Convention. And I'm a great believer, for Oscar, if someone you admire mm. and wish to emulate gives you advice, you do it. <laughs> you don't ask how much it costs, you do it. Now, even if you do ask how much does it cost, you still do it mm. if you want to be like that. And at that first convention, I was two years into a 10-year lease on my business. And I saw the possibility. And that's it. The first part of changing or going in a different direction or evolving to a bigger image of what you could be is seeing the possibility and realizing it was a long-term goal. And so I was using speaking to promote my business. And of course, I was solidly booked with my executives from the financial district, but I had to bring in more business from my staff who weren't natural promoters the way I was. And then, it, so it evolved. Many people in the speaking industry, they talk about they reinvent themselves. I didn't reinvent myself. I evolved. Mm -hmm. Because once you go in a certain direction, opportunities open up. So from my first National Speakers Association convention, seven years later, I was the first woman president. I was a full-time speaker. And in those days, I was delivering mostly keynotes. And then, Oscar, the secret of getting to the next level of our careers, that was listen to the people around you. Mm -hmm. And my clients were saying, oh, Patricia, you, while you're here, can you help our executive? He's not a very good speaker. So I would start giving advice. And then people started hiring me. Hey, I want to hire you to help my husband with his important speech. <laughs> and then uh, at a speech, a national sales manager said, liked your speech, loved how you delivered it. Could you teach our salespeople to speak that way? Because <laughs> we lose business. It has nothing to do with our offering or our price. The presentation skills of our competitors are better than ours. So all I would say, if you had to say, Brit, what is the underlining aspect of going from one point to the next? It's being open for opportunity. Because opportunities do not knock once. Mm. Opportunities knock all the time. We don't always recognize the sound. And of course, what took me from one area to the next from a hairstylist promoting my business to a professional speaker to a speech coach to a sales trainer mm -hmm. to help put the mouths in the word the words in the mouths of executives and celebrity speakers it was just always developing mm -hmm. my own communications and presentation skills yes well very very well summarized your your career since um, since you started in uh, moving to us and, and doing your your business and then something like uh, stick in my mind when you said is 
that you always saw speaking as an important tool to promote your business. So it was from the very beginning and, and of course, getting early advice from people you admire, you, you get, um, the, you took action in developing yourself. So it's, that's very, very inspiring. And well, I think you, we can learn a lot from this. You have just said. Of course, most people are not going to have a goal to be a professional speaker. Mm -hmm. However, I am a big proponent. And if you would say the beginning of 2020, one of the lines I used in all my presentations was, outside the privacy of your own home, all speaking mm -hmm. is public speaking. There isn't, there's no private speaking. <laughs> well, of course, in 2020, You know, that was when, by the middle of 2000, most of the speaking inside our homes was public speaking because business was all handled through Zoom and WebEx and all the various platforms. And it doesn't matter what's your profession. A lot of the people I coach, Oscar, are brilliant engineers. Mm -hmm. And many of them, they rose because of their technical expertise. And now they are forced to, one, deliver client demos, to speak at customer conferences, and to speak up in meetings that are now larger and in Zoom. And one of my roles, is to build people's confidence. And I would say to any of your any of your listeners who say, oh, I'm, I'm a terrible speaker or I'm not a good public speaker or many people in their 50s and 60s come to me and say, I've spent my entire career running away <laughs> from speaking in public. And I always tell them, you know, why didn't you find someone like me when you're in your 20s? <laughs> Start young, but at any age, first, don't tell yourself I'm not a good speaker. You are a great speaker who hasn't been trained. <laughs> I say to my clients, look, you spent your entire career learning what you now know that you are superb at. I've just spent decades of my career Focusing on how I can get a message across there and teach other people to do it. So one way to always shorten our learning curve is to learn from somebody else who knows more than you do. You know, if you looked at my office now, Oscar, it looks like a launch pad. You know, <laughs> it is so technical. Now, If you were to ask me, Patricia, what are you most proud of in your career? It would be that I embrace technology and I now, a lot of my business and income comes from technology, mm -hmm. communicating with technology, coaching and training with technology. Yet I vividly remember, and a lot of my friends say, yeah, I remember you saying that to me. I remember thinking, I am going to have to retire. I will never be able to email. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> now, how does a totally non-technical person learn to be technical? You get people that that is what they do. That's what they understand to teach you. So when I talk to my brilliant engineers, I say, look, all we're going to do is simplify what it is you need to know. And once I, I build their confidence and they get great success and feedback, then they become more eager to get even better and learn even more <laughs> skills to better communicate. Yes, you ignited their fire. So as you mentioned already, the 2020 disturbing changes, of course, has been challenging times. Uh, yes. From this professional you work with, what are the main challenges they have and that um, don't allow them or they struggle to succeed in their careers? One, the first step, we have to accept the reality we work with. And, and I am the first to admit You know, I have a nice house. I live alone uh, and I am not desperate for each paycheck. But when I think of the stories I heard from my parents from World War II, mm. I always think anything I experience is a mild inconvenience. So mm. we have to start where we are and make the best of it. But the secret of making every year better is to reflect on the last year. What did you learn? What was your greatest success? If you knew now what you knew then, what would you do differently? And I think all of us look back and thought at the beginning of the challenges of 2020, we thought, oh, In a few months, it's going to be okay. We're going to be back to normal. And part of the realization of 2021 is that, and this is getting to be a cliche, the new normal. Even, Oscar, when we can go back to office buildings, and many of my clients are saying, we don't need office buildings. <laughs> you know, we can, we're working at home. We can keep working at home. It, so business is going to be different. And But when we can go back to offices, when we can meet and go to conventions, when we can go back to have wonderful theatrical performances, our virtual communications will still play a very important part. Yeah, I think so. So one, you know, learn from yourself as well as learn from others. And understand all types of communications virtual and then in person which will get a, a that'll be strange when we first get back and you look around rather than a, a zoom square or a streaming conference uh, you're going to look around and, and think wow i i've forgotten how many people come to our team meetings <laughs> and i would i would challenge all of us and i'm sure most of this in one way whether you call it goal setting or new year resolutions you look at how do you want this year to be different and i would challenge everybody to look at 
how do you improve your communication? Written, spoken, professional, and personal. And then what can you do to, I would say, streamline the environment you live and work? I know about you ask about every year. I'm gonna my goal is to get and keep get get tidy and organized and mm. stay that way. I usually get that way, but don't <laughs> always stay because I'm always so busy. Well, now that we don't have travel as a major part of our lives, and many people spend a lot of time packing and unpacking and getting to where we're going. So it's investing some of that time on not only reflection, but also streamlining your your environment. My brother is a very famous guitarist, Robert Fripp. He has a band, King Crimson. He played on David Bowie's Heroes. And for many years, he had a, a wonderful big house where young guitarists would come and stay for three, six, or nine months and study with it. And one young man said, Mr. Fripp, how do I play my guitar fast? And he said, go up and make your bed and tidy your bed. Because he said he was a slob. And if you can't make your bed, it's not making your bed and being messy reflects in your guitar play. Well. <laughs> So it's a matter of if you and and I have being home made a conscious choice, even though I live alone, I am making sure my environment is tidier. It makes me feel better. So that would be that would be a very practical version. And we all have different parts of this, however you mm -hmm. take this. And then once you have a tidier mind, a tidier environment, you look at what skills do I need to develop that will make 2021 and every year that follows make it easier for me to be successful at whatever your goal is. And certainly communication is one. And I would say being a good friend, mm -hmm. even though we might not be making as much money, a lot of people in my business, fortunately, I developed virtual business before it was the only way. Uh, but look at the people around you who are less fortunate. It is appalling in America, in very affluent cities, how food banks are how people feed their family. And these are people, uh, I've seen them on television, who said, I used to give to food banks. I never right. thought I would need to feed my mm -hmm. family in yes. a food bank. So I would say improving your communication skills, in, in, improving the order in your life, and improve your generosity even if it's only five, the equivalent of five dollars, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. you have. My brother, Robert Fred, played on David Bowie's Heroes. Wow. And when we speak together, 
we one of our presentations is how to be a hero for more than one day. Mm. <laughs> and I ask him, how do you become a hero? And he says, by performing an act of quality. And an act of quality is ungovernable by size. In other words, as far as the uni universe is concerned, a small act of quality has as much impact and is important as a large act of quality. So just when you're feeling sorry for yourself, do something nice for somebody else. Even if it's such a tiny, tiny act of quality, that will resonate. That will make you feel like hygiene advice. It will make you feel like smiling when you don't feel like it. It will make you ask a question from somebody else rather than saying, let me tell you how awful my day was. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's thanks for the reflection. I think we all need this. It's, it's been challenging time for, for most of us, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in in this new year, uh, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to have a competitive advantage? Competitive advantage. A very famous newscaster in America, one of the first women who were legends when women were not as prevalent on television. <laughs> Barbara Walters said to Joan London, who became an anchor person. She said, take every crumb they give you and handle them magnificently. In other words, if you want to excel in your career, if you have bosses, take any tiny assignment mm -hmm. and make it better. Now, a lot of people I work with, for example, they have a two-minute report at the yes. staff meeting, virtual <laughs> or in person. And I was saying, don't think you only have two minutes or you only have five minutes. You don't have to prepare. If you prepare well, make that two minutes or five minutes, that crumb you have, handle it magnificently. Every word counts. And when I have helped my clients do this, And they shine. It's like, it's a cameo appearance of a star coming into a TV <laughs> show. And, and this is what you do. Don't wait. To, if you don't work, Oscar, on the small opportunities, mm -hmm. the small ways to excel in your communications, in your organization, in your client demos, in your whatever it is that you do. Or follow up and say thank you to your customers for Christmas. Whatever it is, handle it magnificently. Well, that's an I would say an amazing piece of advice. Unexpected. You said that of course many many professionals have like in this team that have to report two minutes. Sounds like oh well I'll just wing it, say something. But yeah. taking this um Focus on excelling in these two minutes is, is definitely a great piece of advice in the way that you get it attitude. I'll give you an example. Now, this mm. is years ago when technology was not quite 
as it was, but I was I was part of a a, a project where celebrity speakers, which I was considered at the time, okay. uh, were were projecting content in what was a streaming form, and at the Fairmont Hotel, this event was being streamed into venues all over the country. And I was the only celebrity in this speaker who was live at one of these events that everyone was seeing. And because they had so many people speak, they said, Patricia, you know, we're really going overtime because people don't know what five minutes is Austin. Hmm. You know, five minutes became 20 minutes. Forget it. Honor the time that you're giving and handle it magnificently. And I said, you have to put me on because I'm the only part of the faculty you see. And trust me, I can say something worth listening to <laughs> in two minutes. So they trusted me and I stood up and I said, you have just heard of an opportunity that you might want to take advantage of. And whatever you decide, tell me what you want. Show me one week of your life, and we'll both know if you'll accomplish it. <laughs> Mic drop, walk off. Because I had just proved in a few sentences you can say something <laughs> that was worth listening to. Yes, less people thinking. <laughs> so perhaps, Oscar, as we're thinking of advice to it to succeed in 2021 and beyond, mm -hmm. because at the end of 2001 you're going to be smarter and better prepared for 2022, and and it's a reflection. So think in soundbite. Think in a tweetable quote. Mm. For example, in the year 2000, 60 Minutes, which is a very popular television show in America, mm. uh, this is a new show. It's, it's probably one of the longest-running TV shows. And... It's a news show, but it is maybe three stories in an hour episode that are well-developed. And 60 Minutes came to the National Speakers Association. They spent five days filming everything that was going on, and dozens of people were lined up to be interviewed because everyone wanted to be on 60 Minutes. Oh, I mean, yes. that was you boasting rights for years. <laughs> As you can sell, I'm still talking about it. Mm-hmm. However, Oscar, I was smart enough to know that if I'm going to get on 60 Minutes, I am going to have what I would call a soundbite statement, a tweetable length mm. quote long before we invented Twitter. <laughs> and it has to be catchy and amusing. So I was asked, Patricia, you used to be a hairstylist. Now you're a motivational speaker. There's got to be a big difference. And I said, as a hairstylist, I worked on the outside of people's hair. As a motivational speaker, I worked on the inside of people's hair. 
is only half an inch different. <laughs> now, that line got me on 60 minutes. That half inch has made me millions of dollars. <laughs> Not all in the same year. <laughs> wow, this is a really good one. <laughs> so now let's translate that into the everyday life of our audience. Many who are in still in Zoom meetings or they might have phone communications. I know a lot of my clients have meetings and they're they're on the phone, but there are multiple people there. You can't even see them, which makes it even more difficult. So what we have to do is get people's attention to show we're different. So, for example, let's just say it's Oscar. Can you give us an update on the marketing department? Have and this is how I tell my, I teach my clients and my audiences to be perpetually prepared. And being perpetually pre prepared, whether you know you're on the agenda or not, because mm. a lot of communications and presentations, they're not planned. Yes. Oh, Oscar, I didn't know you're going to be here. Come on, <laughs> give us 10 minutes on your latest project. I mean, that is real life. Always mm. have, have something to say while you're thinking about what you want to say. Then also have a structure, a formula that you can literally slot in what you might say. So, for example, a good opening line would be, thank you for the opportunity to update you on the latest project of the marketing department. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, on behalf of the sixth, dedicated members of the marketing department. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the opportunity to update you on our latest project. Now, as a formula, what you can do is, is put this into a simple formula to put this report in the context. So you'll, you'll remember in January, our leadership challenged us to and by the end of March, we had, and if you remember the June meeting, this was our greatest success and our biggest challenge. This is how we overcame the challenge, and you will be excited to know that. So again, this is a formula. And even if you don't believe you're going to be called a speaker, it's not bad to finish the formula in case. What's a good opening line? And then what is your soundbite statement walk away line? And it could be, again, on behalf of the mm -hmm. dedicated marketing department, you can look forward to. But, you know, it's almost like a 60 minutes line. Leave your last words linger resonate 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 and that oscar is a simple way of how we can all shine <laughs> in 2021 yeah that's a definitely really good one because you are focused only also on not only on that i'm going to have a presentation next week or in two days but being prepared for the Unexpected, because that's that's very often. That's in real life. That's very often you are, as you said, 
you are last minute invited to a to a meeting and then they make you speak <laughs> speak ten, five minutes and if you are not prepared at all well you are going to struggle yeah excellent very powerful very useful very great reminder please also tell us um for virtual presentations that we needed more than ever at, at this moment and as you said earlier we are going to still need it in the in the coming years so what is your best piece of advice on virtual presentations my best piece of advice is if possible get an external microphone and an external camera mm -hmm. and some additional lighting mm -hmm. and what we have to get comfortable doing is looking into our camera and create energetic intimacy uh -huh. and if you are not used to looking in the camera then practice mm -hmm. practice bring if you if you think i i can't talk to nobody bring a couple bring a family member or a friend mm. or if you live alone put a picture of someone you really like who's smiling at you <laughs> behind your camera and imagine you're talking to them and you can have a virtual background if you have a virtual background you have to have a green screen otherwise you're going to fade into the background when you move but you don't have to and and what you need to do is have a clean uncluttered area of your home behind you yes. <laughs> and just you can push everything out the way but oscar every everything we say and do adds to or distracts from our message and i know when i have been hired to interview people as part of a man and woman of the year for one of my clients you know one they're in their office so that's fine and i'd say look look at your notice board you've got some paper sticking on the sticking out either take it down or make it look tidy you've got another computer on behind you close it or move it out the way because the screen is light and my eye is going to the other computer mm -hmm. so you see you just got to and this is just a matter of going to the zoom meeting early or before the day before yes. or just make sure the environment behind you is tidy because if you work hard on what you're going to say don't distract move if you're in a live audience the eye will of the audience will always follow movement rather than sound yeah. So when I would be introduced at the convention, I would say to my introducer, where are you sitting? And then, no, can we move you this way? Because once you've introduced me, your job is to get off the stage and, and seated before the applause stop, stops. Otherwise, they're going to be looking at you. We need them to look at me for my opening lines to set the tone. So it's the same thing in Zoom meetings. You know, we are focused, all these different distractions. I was in a meeting and the speaker was wonderful, but on his sideboard, he had one of these, uh, well, it's like a script, it's a photo album, mm -hmm. but it, it keeps changing the photos for oh, you, which yes. is wonderful. <laughs> 
But that's where my eye was drawn because it was moving. So that's my best advice. And for anyone who, well, my company isn't going to pay. Well, do you understand how inexpensive an external mic and camera can be? And you are going to look and sound so much better than everybody else. Isn't that worth investing in your career? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. People will tell, oh, which which microphone you're using? So Because people will notice that. That's it. Yeah, also the importance of uh, making your, what they call making your own stage, the background, what you have behind, be be. Be very meticulous. Uh, what do you, what you leave there? What you show? What you don't show? Exactly. And something that I sometimes still struggle because I've been doing, of course, in these presentations, spiritual presentations, uh, but not as much as other people. Um, with a camera, is yeah, it's true. You have to get used to that to look at the camera in a in a way that you feel comfortable, <laughs> the way you look good at the same time. It's it's, it's practice as everything else. Well, Oscar, you have wonderful expressive eyes and you have a lovely smile. And as I say to my engineers, whether they're speaking in person or through Zoom, because most of them are male, not all, but to my male ones, I always say, some woman fell in love with you. Show your audience why. Mm -hmm. In other words, you take your personality with you. So that's why we have to get comfortable mm. so that we can be ourselves. However, and this is the line, we have to be ourselves, our best selves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Patricia, could you now uh, share with us what is your favorite quotation? Oh, my favorite quotation is... All learning needs repetition and reinforcement. All learning needs repetition and reinforcement. So in other words, if everybody, all your fans and listeners, like the ideas that we have been sharing, and they will sound wonderful at the time, they might even write them down. Unless you take action almost immediately and have little post-its and notes, remember to be perpetually prepared. Thank you for the opportunity too, or yeah. on behalf of the such and such team. It's a good way to it's it's good to look at how can we reinforce what we are learning. Some studies say it takes 21 days to develop a new habit. Others say it takes 30. However, and and I'm like everybody else, you know, oh, great ideas. Oh, oh God, I got to use this. I got to <laughs> remember this. And then you think, no, which, which, which pad did I write that on? <laughs> so we need to have a system, a system. And so, of course, for my my fans, followers, and clients, as you know, because you, you have used it, We created my FRIP virtual training, powerful persuasive presentation, online learning, because it has to be easy. It has to be 
convenient and it has to be put together in digestible chunks because we're all busy. Now, personally, myself, with all my learning, all the different training programs I watch, for me, I love doing it early in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee, you know, before I've even showered and looked glamorous for the day. <laughs> Some people, my clients say, oh, well, we, we eat our lunch and we watch it while we're doing mm -hmm. it. Other people say, well, no, I like the end of the day. It's way to have self-improvement to wipe out the frustration <laughs> that has gathered throughout the day. <laughs> but repetition and reinforcement. Learn something new and then reinforce it, then go back and learn more. My brother's company is called Discipline. One of his albums was called Discipline. And I have sweatshirts that say discipline, not an end in itself, but a means to an end. And when I'm working on big projects that I'd rather go do something more fun, I wear that T-shirt uh -huh. to remind myself. And perhaps that is 2021, is add some discipline to learn, some discipline in our eating, some discipline in moving our bodies were not mm. made to sit behind the computer all day yes. and even if you're not normally you don't have a job that you normally are behind a computer you have been and you will be for a bit longer that's what it is <laughs> could you now recommend us one book well i would recommend one book one that's been meaningful for me is by Robert Cialdini, that is spelled C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, -I -I, and it's called, yes, 50 Scientific Proven Ways to Be Persuasive, which is a follow-up from his best-selling book, Influence. Mm -hmm. So Influence or Yes by Robert Cialdini. Mm -hmm. And I would also recommend because although we read, I would encourage everyone read, and I love to read, a lot of our learning, of course, is in podcasts. <laughs> it's, in, it's in video. Mm. Uh, for example, Oscar, I, I told you recently in one month, we had 3 million people watch my YouTube channel. So people are consuming content for entertainment and education. And I was, um, I delivered a, a, a web event with a very large audience. And I asked them, do you use YouTube for education or entertainment? And I was surprised a higher percentage use it for education because I use it mostly for entertainment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would also recommend that if anyone is interested, one, check out Patricia Fritz's YouTube channel. And if you like how I look and sound, you might be interested in Frit, F-R-I-P-P-V-T, dot com, which is my powerful persuasive presentation online learning. And you know, Oscar, for your friends and followers and fans, mm -hmm. we even give them a 20% discount, which they will see in the 
in the notes mm. to uh, go to in the show notes. They can click on your page and it will, but shine is the magic word to get you a 20% discount. And then Oscar's link, of course, it goes straight. We already give you your coupon code shine. <laughs> it is cost effective and it's fun and the absolute best of what it's taken me thousands of dollars and years to learn. Yeah, it's an amazing online program. Absolutely. Patricia, as you mentioned earlier, repetition and reinforcement. So last question is going to be about an, a habit. So what habit do you recommend that we add to our routines to become better speakers er, and communicators? Slow down, pause, breathe, and when you open your mouth, even though most of our communications is not planned. This is, we have a framework for this conversation, but it's not planned. And while you are thinking what you want to say, pause. Mm -hmm. In your pause, a pause is not nothing. A pause is a time for you to breathe, think, and even more important, Pause is a time for your audience, whether it's one, five, fifty, five hundred, or five thousand, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's in a Zoom type meeting, or whether it's a telephone call, or a conversation at the dinner table, or boardroom. It gives your listener time to think, hmm, that makes sense. Hmm, I wonder how that applies to me. And all this happens in the pause. So make more pauses every time we speak, actually. so hmm. Yes. Excellent piece of advice. Thanks a lot for that. Well, Patricia, it's was, been a pleasure talking with you again after a few years. Having you back is uh, fantastic. So please uh, tell us how people can learn more about you or, or get, in, get in touch with you? What are the best ways? The absolute best way is to go to fripp.com. You can get free. If you click, if you go to fripp.com, there's free resources, beautiful free resources at the top of the page. Uh, you'll have to put your email in and then you'll hear from me every Tuesday if you want to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, unsubscribe. There are a thousand blog posts that you can, and you can email me from the website or just email me pfrip at frip.com. Uh, certainly you can find out about Frip virtual training, Frip VT. And remember, shine is your magic code to save 20%. Although it is the most cost-effective way you can get high-quality presentation skills training. And read the show notes, and Oscar will give you all the notes to connect. Perfect. Again, thanks a lot, uh, Patricia. It was great talking with you, and all the best, and have a fabulous 2021. And I'll come back anytime you invite me. <laughs> yes, we will. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at 
time to shine podcast.com. Until next time.